Saturday morning words and coffee. Taking you back to 1969, the Dinner Key Auditorium in Miami, Florida. Jim Morrison takes the stage, lead singer of The Doors. And as is his wont, lately he's drunk. He starts yelling some obscenities at the crowd. There's an accusation that he exposes himself to the crowd. And anyway, a few days after the concert, he's charged uh, with indecent exposure and obscenity, among other things. And he's convicted in court. But before he's sentenced, uh, the Florida Parole Commission asks his father to write them a letter and give a little bit of a character evaluation of his son. And the father obliges. One of the interesting things about this, of course, is that Jim Morrison, rock and roll star, his father is a rear admiral in the United States Navy. Two, uh, two careers that don't necessarily come together in your head at the same time. Rock and roll star, U.S. admiral in the Navy. So we're going to take a look at the letter. I'm going to read the letter, or a good portion of it, and then we'll talk about it and talk about these two different people and then the tragedy uh, that wasn't far behind the letter and the sentencing of his son, Jim. So here it is, written on October 2nd, 1970. Thank you for your letter of September 30. I appreciate this opportunity to comment on my son, Jim. I saw him last about five years ago during his senior year at UCLA. He was successfully completing his fourth year of college. As in all his academic work through grade school, high school, and college, he was an excellent student. While he had always been an intellectual rebel, he had always obeyed and respected authority. In 1965, I began a two-year assignment in England. Although I invited him to join us in London after graduating, he declined to start his own career. Since that time, he has been completely independent of me, financially and in every other way. We have very little contact with him since that time, due partly to physical separation and partly because of some criticism from me. While in London, I was called by an old friend in California who had been approached by Jim for a loan to finance his first record. Concerned by his appearance, particularly his long hair, the friend called me. I, in turn, wrote Jim a letter severely criticizing his behavior and strongly advised him to give up any idea of singing or any connection with a music group because of what I considered to be a complete lack of talent in this direction. His reluctance to communicate with me again is, to me, quite understandable. Since returning to the United States, I have on several occasions made an effort to contact him. One time I was successful at being able to talk to him by telephone. Our conversation was quite pleasant, and I congratulated him on his first gold album, but nothing of consequence was discussed. We have had no direct contact since that time. However, while we all lived in California in 1969, Jim's younger brother and sister visited with him frequently and got along famously, as they always did during their childhood days at home. Also, an old friend of ours had dinner with Jim in L.A. several months ago and reported to us that he was the same old Jim. I have followed his career with a mixture of amazement and, in the case of Miami, great concern and sorrow. While I obviously am not a judge of modern music, I view his success with pride. Based on my knowledge of Jim through his 21st year, I firmly believe that his performance in Miami was a grave mistake and not in character. I will always follow his progress with the greatest of interest and concern and stand ready to assist him in any way 
should he ask. Thank you again for this opportunity to affirm my conviction that Jim is fundamentally a respectable citizen. Very truly yours, G.S. Morrison, Rear Admiral, United States Navy. And that's the letter from Jim Morrison's father. On the one hand, you had one of the biggest rock stars in the world. It's hard to put into words now. I don't know how many Doors posters there are on teenagers' walls now. Uh, but even when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, and you know, this is a couple of decades after Morrison died, um, there were posters everywhere of the guy. And I went through my Doors phase in high school where I wore out the music listening to it. He, he was huge. The Doors were huge. Uh, in their day and after. And here you have someone else at the top of their game, his father, becoming a rear admiral and being in charge of a fleet in the United States Navy is no joke. I mean, you're at the top of your game too, but how much more different can you get? But for all of that, I like the honesty. I like the honesty in the letter. He freely admits he's not a judge of modern music. Uh, There's probably a good percentage in this letter that's a father covering for his kid, But he also says, it was my criticism that drove him away. I told him he had no talent in the music industry. And uh, the kid drifted away. And that makes total sense, doesn't it? We have to remember that when he's talking about telling Jim that he has no talent, uh, this is he's talking to his son, Jim Morrison. He's not talking to the Doors, Jim Morrison. Uh, He had no idea the heights that his son would climb to at the time that He was telling Jim off. It's because Jim hadn't produced a record yet, and he was going around asking friends of the family for money to do it. Maybe he was a little heavy-handed in telling Jim to sort out his life. Up until that point, Jim Morrison, all through his childhood and school, uh, was much more interested in literature, poetry, even film. And there was no real indication that he was going to become a musician, so I guess maybe we can forgive the father a little bit for saying, what are you doing going around trying to be in a rock band? I think that conversation has probably happened a couple of million times uh, in in households around the world. What do you mean you're going to be in a rock band? It's incredibly rare to make it in that field. But boy, did Jim make it much to his father, as he says in the letter, his father's amazement. So all kinds of uh, interesting things in there in that relationship. I wonder if maybe you have children, uh, What would you think if they suddenly became rich and famous and then their lives were so different than yours that you couldn't communicate and how how would you try and communicate? Or maybe if you're younger and you have parents and you don't think they get you, I wonder if maybe this letter kind of opens your eyes a little bit to the fact that they are watching, you know, parents. Parents, there's this movie, it was with Michael Caine and he had this line that I, it's not profound or anything, but I like the way he delivered it where he said, you always worry about your kids. You always worry about your kids. They're, you know, parents are always watching. They're always interested. Um, I think, anyway, I know there's some of you out there saying that's BS, but I think the, the vast majority of parents take a great interest in their children, even though you may have drifted away from them. As for what effect this letter had on the court, if any, it's tough to say. Uh, Admiral Morrison wrote it on October 2nd, 1970, and on October 30th, 1970, Jim Morrison was sentenced to six months in prison and a fine. He was out on bond appealing it and went to Paris, France. He was found dead in a bathtub by his on-and-off-again girlfriend, Pamela Corson, on July 3rd, 1971. 
There was no autopsy, but the medical examiner did list it as natural causes. If I had to guess, I would guess that it was booze. Morrison might have dabbled in some other substances, uh, like a lot of people did then and now, in the rock and roll sphere. But he wasn't really known for being an LSD guy or heroin or something like that, but he was known for being a very heavy drinker. And that's probably what did him in. Uh, Pamela Corson, for her part, only a couple of years later, she died of a heroin overdose. So maybe you can see where parents get the idea that they'd like to maybe steer you away uh, from that lifestyle. And if you are going to go into it, please be careful. Following Jim Morrison's death, his father always proclaimed that he was proud of him and gave several interviews to that effect. Jim Morrison was buried in Paris, France, and years later his father went to the grave and placed a plaque there. It was written in Greek, and the rough translation is, True to his own spirit. And that's Saturday Morning Words and Coffee for this time. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.